2: Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Now with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks. Here's 1057 FM The Fans High School Insider, big time Mike McGivern.
3: Good morning. Welcome in to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Coaches Show, sponsored by your local pick and save stores, right here on 1057 FM The Fan. Don Wachula sitting in once again for big time Mike McGivern, who's taking a little vacation time here on this Saturday morning. Joined as always, on the show by coach and author David Cooks. Coach, we uh were winding down what was last week. We were we were a bit euphoric last week talking about basketball heading into the high school championships, the outlook for Marquette and Wisconsin, and obviously throw a little bucks talk in there. And we were we were on our soapbox a little bit and suddenly somebody grabbed the elevation and lowered it very quickly after what took place this week, at least on the college side. Obviously on the high school side, there's a lot to talk about and a lot to celebrate today. And that's what we're gonna spend our time doing. But at least on the college side, we, we got brought down to earth a little bit. Yeah, well welcome.
4: Yeah. It's good to see you. <laughs> good to how, see how you as how have well? you been? I'm I'm you terrific. Know, you know, just what the, can we talk about the water just for a second? Oh geez. You Go know ahead. The, Spelling must not be important for marketing purposes because <laughs> Why woxygen, <do> you think- <laughs> oxygen is spelled with a Y. And last week you gave me some water that was WTR. So, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the room here, okay. obviously. All right. But this is great water. Sure. It's okay. good to be back. It's- I was going to ask you a question. It- I was going to get some on the way. In. Uh-huh. Do you like donuts?
3: Yes. I like powdered Bavarian cream donuts. From uh, is, is the DD is this the hint you're dropping that I was supposed to bring in? No, that I, was, not, I was I was that you did not mention to me prior to today's show, which I'm sure right now is absolutely thrilling radio for those that are tuning in.
4: Oh, absolutely. Well, you know what? That's you know what's going to happen. Someone's going to feel really uh, compelled to bring some in it, it, to bring donuts.
3: Yeah. Okay. Let's talk basketball for a minute. All right. I'll I t- I tell you what. I think that's what we're here for. Uh, yeah, well, It's good <laughs> to see you, though. It's, it's good to see you. It's to see you as well. You know, uh, you're enjoying Diet Pepsi this morning, huh? I am. I am. Not a coffee drinker, so we go with the Diet Pepsi. Yeah, to, I'm, I'm, not to, a, I'm not a coffee drinker. get us drinker, through the day, and I don't trust water that's Spelled incorrectly on the label. So <laughs> oh, jeez. Thanks for giving you. that to me. You're <laughs> welcome. Hey, let's run through today's show real quick. As we've got all of the state champion coaches, will be joining us throughout our two hours here. We'll talk with Alan Hansen from Nicolay, Paul Wallersheim from Martin Luther, Dan Wandry from Brooks Central, Travis Cisco from New Glarus, and Nick Verhagen from Sheboygan Lutheran. All, again, coaches that won state championships last week, Saturday. And coach, I think the thing I want to ask you right off the bat is one of the stories that appeared already this week in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel was here's the teams to watch for next year. It almost seems as if these poor guys who won state champions and the girls, we talked Mm -hmm. to a bunch of state champion girls coaches last weekend. It almost seems like these coaches and these programs don't get an opportunity to take a breath. Relax and enjoy the accomplishment because already we're talking about the 1920 season. You know, and that, to me that's crazy. I mean, let I, I hope I hope that the coaches and we'll find out today.
4: You know, and and we talk about how the game has become year round now, and there is no out of season. they are always in season and that type of stuff. But you know something, there needs to be a place to celebrate and to just um, recognize that these are great accomplishments. Yeah, everybody. There's only five people on this, on this piece of paper today. Right. All right? Right. And you know how hard it is to do that. And so there ought to be a time for the coaches and the players and their families and their institutions to really enjoy this and let this, and let this settle. And then, then absolutely, I mean, get ready for the next, for the next run, but take some time and, and, and just uh,
3: enjoy it. And the hardest part will be, and I know if we were to talk to the coaches of those teams that finished as the runner-up that got the silver ball, that there are no moral victories. I, you hear that all the time from from coaches who are in the game. And yet, even for those schools to step back and realize that you played in the final game of the season, which was not done, obviously, by a ton of other high schools in the state, to appreciate even that accomplishment. Nobody likes to finish second. I get it. You can mm-hmm. put all of, all of the sayings in that you want right. about what second place is. However... You played in the final game of the year. There's another example to me, David, of how people should step back and appreciate even that accomplishment because to get to that championship game is an accomplishment in and of itself.
4: It takes so much. People have no idea how difficult it is, how much you have to have some luck, as they say. Your injuries can't be there. There's so many things that have to go in, go into to getting there. And to be one of the... To standing to be playing on the last day of the season that's everybody's goal I don't care who they who you are and what level you're in and so to get there is very is very uh, important and, and special and I think that's why and when you look at this list that we have today and some of them have been there before and and many of them this is the first time and, and so it's going to be great to talk with them and just talk to them about the whole the feeling the emotional exhilaration and all that and now that they've come down some just to see where they are yeah definitely know, and, and, and
3: how then what's next for them because each and every one of these coaches came to the table so to speak with a different set of circumstances and hurdles in order to get to that state championship there is not one coach on this sheet today of the five coaches that we're going to be talking to that faced the same obstacles in attaining that state championship. So as you said, it'll be interesting to see because I'm looking at this list, which started our conversation here from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel on teams to look out for next year. Not one of them is listed as a team to look for next year. And I would suffice to say that there are a couple of teams on this list um, that – will feel pressure much like these coaches did. Mm-hmm. When you're picked in the beginning of the year, it's a whole different set of circumstances as opposed to a team that is thought of as respectable and good, but then makes that run again at the end of February into March and finds themselves with the gold ball. Yeah, I think you're right, too. um I mean, it's
4: just interesting that that's already out for next season. And, and you know, I never read all that stuff um, because – the one thing I found out as a, as a head coach at a high school level, I needed to wait until we actually had a practice to see who actually was shows, who shows up, who shows up and who actually is going to be on my team. You know, it's, it's, I can project all I want to. And, uh, and I think these guys that we talked to today and, and a lot of these coaches in general, they understand that, you know, that's, that's sales papers. That, you know what? Oh, yeah. We're, we're talking about it. Yes. And that's exactly what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to create some sort of excitement and and, and keep the momentum for the game going. So
3: it, it has its place. Uh, but how, you know, how significant is it? Well, and then that becomes the debate. And we started this a little bit last week when we were sitting here. And it's this idea right now that high school sports has gotten much greater coverage than it has even 10, 20 years ago. And so with that coverage, is it a blessing or a curse or is it somewhere in the middle because you get stories like this. And there's nothing wrong with the story. By no means are we belaboring the story whatsoever that appeared in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel because, as David just alluded to, it's about hyping up the game and keeping it relevant uh, throughout the year. And yet already I am quite sure that you have a fan base at those area high schools that were listed that are already then feeling that excitement, which then adds greater pressure, Mm -hmm. not necessarily always to the coach, but I often wonder about the kids. So it's great that we celebrate the accomplishments of the kids who are performing at such a high level, but then do we then also add undue pressure Mm -hmm. to them when we're still talking about high school kids who are just kind of learning their way in life? They're They're high school kids.
4: They're and high school kids. Almost enough said, right? Yeah. I mean, that, and that in and of itself is a statement. And so, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But I think it's, it's just kind of where we are now. And also, uh, given that we're still in March Madness and all that, that it's probably appropriate because everybody is focused on the game right now yeah. anyway. Yep. And then we're about to get focused into the NBA playoffs with the Milwaukee Bucks. And so for, you know, we haven't had this kind of buzz and energy around here of uh, this type of, you know, for, for a while. And I think um, everybody's juiced up about it. And uh, high school basketball in, in the state of Wisconsin right now is on the map. I mean, we've got, um, you know, five, five of the top ten players in the country in, the, in southeastern Wisconsin. And so when you, when you bring that mix to the table, too, there's going to be some additional coverage, some additional pressure, some d- additional expectations. And it's just a great time for basketball.
3: So let's, let's continue on the, on the pressure wagon, so to speak. How much pressure do you think now you'll find at, let's say, two colleges like Marquette and Wisconsin to try and attract at least each of them to try and at least get one of those five blue-chip players? Because one of the things that you'll hear as far as a, a gripe, for lack of a better way mm-hmm. of saying it, is how do you make sure you put that fence around the state and you retain those players that are within for your own programs without allowing them to go wherever it is they end up headed outside of our borders. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how much pressure now you find within those, at least those two universities at the Division One level, and you can include Green Bay as right. well or UWM mm-hmm. in trying to attract those blue chip players to help enhance their own programs.
4: Well, you know, I think um, it would be fair to say that the Division One programs in the state are doing the best they can to recruit the
3: best players they can get.
4: And I think if we don't start with that assumption and giving that benefit of the doubt, then I think that we're doing a disservice to those programs. Now, whether they can attract them and compete uh, with some of the other institutions that uh, will be recruiting these gentlemen, um, you know, that, that's yet to be seen. But I do think that um, uh, I, I can speak, having been on the other side of that, that when you go after, uh, when you're recruiting, you put 100% effort in on it and you go as hard as you can. Sure. And clearly – um, the institutions here, the D1 schools in this state, would love to have that caliber of player to take them to the next level.
3: And I think what you just said there is something that a lot of people need to kind of ingest so, because you're coming off of two losses in Marquette and Wisconsin that has the fan base. Everybody's a little upriled right now. Everybody's a, a little, you know, mm-hmm. we want we want to throw everybody under the bus. Right. The programs are headed in the wrong direction, you name it. We're getting all of that feedback because of the emotional attachment as a fan to those programs, but at hand with both of them is the fact that you've got a couple of coaches, since we're only talking about those two right now, that are doing exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. They got their list. They know who they want. They know who they believe will fit their program the best, and they're going after them the best way they know how. And I think sometimes in fandom central we kind of lose out on that that we you know that the world is coming to an end because we lost the basketball game in the first round but here comes shameless plug number one we'll talk about that tomorrow on the college basketball (laughs) show from noon to two right here on the fan we got to get to a break on the other side of the break we'll bring in our first state champion and that'll be the head coach from nicolay alan hansen set to join us next You're listening to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Once again, welcome in. It's the Wendy's Varsity (laughs) Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show sponsored by your local pick and save stores right here on 105.7 FM. The Fan, Don Wachillis sitting in this morning for big time. Mike McGivern, who is taking some much-deserved time off here on this Saturday. Joined, as always, to my left today by coach and author David Cooks. And, Coach, the man on the other side of the board with the Slayer shirt on, you knew T-Pain was coming on to bring in this segment. It's just when you leave Orlowski to do the bumper music, you never know what happens.
4: Man, let me tell you. (laughs) Let me just tell you right now, the ratings are going off the charts.
2: Well, I just hope that while McGivern's on vacation, you know, he does a little soul searching and his musical tastes get a whole lot better.
3: Well, that's what we're here to do. Aren't we, David? We're here to help. We're here to, we're uh, to help. We're here to up the ante, there we so go, to speak. There McGivern right. needs it. <laughs> <laughs> we're efforting right now to talk with Alan Hanson, the head coach of – Nicolay who won last week's division two state championship and so while we're efforting to talk to coach let's talk a little bit about the girls side of things and David last week we had the opportunity to talk to a number of state champion coaches on the women's side because they are a week ahead of what the boys play in their quest and which ends in Green Bay and this week Shamir Williams from the Milwaukee Academy of Science was named AP, AP state player of the year. Shamira headed to Marquette. Now Marquette on the women's side wins their first round. Thank goodness the 512 stigma mm-hmm. didn't, you know, find its way there and they'll play tomorrow I think against Texas A&M in in uh, the second round there. But Shamira headed to Marquette. And again, Carolyn Keeger doing an outstanding job of recruiting within the state, which we were just talking about before the break, getting the top player in the state to come to Marquette on a team that loves to get up and down the floor. And who better than to get Shamira Williams to do just that for your squad next year?
4: What what a great get for them. And,
3: you know, you talk about the
4: uh, history of this young lady who, um, you heard all the, the playground rumors about her when she was growing up and she was playing with the guys and, and how good she was going to be. and yeah and you know, we talked about how a lot of times you hear about uh, kids when they're young and they're fifth and sixth and seventh grade, and they actually don't pan out. Yep. Well, she panned out,
3: and she did, and she's she did. Good. You she's know I good. That name I had heard in my household with my wife teaching there and one of her co-workers having Shamira way back. As we were saying, we'll call it the Playground Days Mm -hmm. when she was younger. And hearing that name, and watch out, this this kid can play. And like you said, to see something like that pan out, those stories I just love. Because too many times our papers and our news feeds are filled with stories of, uh, I don't want to call them catastrophes, but the other side of it, shall we say. And to see somebody like Shamira navigate life, get through school, do well, and now on her way to Marquette. I'm just – I'm really happy for her, and I'm also really happy for Marquette that they got the top player of the state. Yeah, well, you know, the thing I was going to
4: say about this whole basketball thing and whether you're at the high school level or college level, you know, this is an inexact science. You know, this is not something where you get it right all the time. and Especially when you are trying to uh, discern whether or not a a young person – has what it takes to be successful at the level that you're recruiting them for or having them play for. Um you're going to get that wrong sometime.
3: Okay, let's let's take that cuz you and I were talking during the break and I was I was talking with you about the fact that I had saw pop up on Yahoo yesterday how Ja and Zion. We're getting to the point now you could just refer to them by first names, <laughs> right? They're they're that they were, yeah. popular right now within the NCAA tournament. How both of those guys played on the same AAU team and yet Ja Morant was a bit overlooked, and you have to think that because he landed at Murray State. No disrespect to Murray State, Mm -hmm. but we don't think of Murray State as one of the great basketball powerhouses anywhere in the country, and yet, as you just said, it's an inexact science, and there were a lot of people that passed on John Morant that overlooked him and when after Zion, Duke gets Zion, John Morant goes to Murray State, and now Murray State is looking like a basketball blue blood because of his skills on the floor. And, and you know,
4: and this is the beauty of the game, and that's why, you know, um, in the recruiting game and all that kind of stuff, you need to go where you're wanted and not worry about who doesn't recruit you. Focus on who's recruiting you because they want you there. And if you've got it, yeah. if you've got it, it will show and sometimes it shows later, sometimes it shows sooner, sometimes it's there, you know, in fourth grade, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. And so you just kind of play through it. So, um, you know, I'm excited for for her. And, and who else uh, did, did they name for Allstate?
3: Well, we've got a couple other names. Before I get to those names, I also want to bring up the fact last week we had Beaver Dam's Tim Chase on, mm-hmm. and he was named Coach of the Year. And there was, again, an example of a coach that has been given the time to grow his program. I think that was one of the things for both of us that stood out when we talked to Tim chase last week was this ability to be given an opportunity to grow the program at the grade school to the middle school. And now we're seeing the benefits, or at least he's seeing the benefits shall we say at the high school level and watching this team now win a number of state championships. And I would say if that journal Sentinel article that we were alluding to in the first segment was talking about the girls' side of things. Beaver Dam would be on top because that program there in Beaver Dam, in what we'll say is Little Beaver Dam, mm-hmm. just sitting there, has mm-hmm. got to be one of the top, not only in the state, but being now recognized throughout the country. Absolutely, you know he's did, he's done a great job, and,
4: and like I said, he's been given time, and he's been he has a, a feeder system that's now in, in in place, and there's expectations there, and they're realistic expectations, you know, and that's that's the difference between. Uh When you establish yourself and you have expectations that are realistic and you are comfortable with those as a coach, and your program becomes comfortable with those, and you're able to to perform at that level yeah
3: so. let's let 's get to one other uh player here on the list, and that's Sidney Roby from Milwaukee King, third straight selection to be first team all state, the six three senior as I just mentioned out of Milwaukee King. that is another program here locally. That tends to have solid both boys and girls athletic programs to couple with what is really a strong academic program there at Rufus King High School.
4: Yeah, I tell you, on the boys' side, I know when um, we used to have to go and <laughs> go into the den and play there, it was always difficult. It was always competitive. Uh, you had kids who were motivated, you had kids who understood um, life and what they were trying to do, they were hungry. And they would go after you, man. And so um, their program has been really, really good. And, and you know, my wife coaches on the girls' side, so I've got a little bit more exposure now to sure. girls' basketball. And, and King's name is always up in there.
3: Yeah, always. And, always. It, and, again, you've got kids going to a school like Rufus King that are motivated. They're both motivated in the classroom and out of the classroom. And you see the difference that makes based on the success those teams have had year in and year out. We're pushing up on a break here in a couple of minutes. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk with Paul Wallersheim, the head coach at Martin Luther, who won the Division Three title last week, and we'll talk to Coach next. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show sponsored by your local pick-and-save stores right here on 105.7 FM. The Fan. Welcome back in. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show sponsored by your local pick-and-save stores right here on 105.7 FM. The Fan, Don Wachilla, sitting in for a vacationing. Big-time Mike McGivern, David Cooks to my left. Coach and author joining again here this Saturday afternoon, and we'll jump right to the great Midwest Bank hotline to bring in the head coach at Martin Luther, Paul Wallersheim. Coach, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing. I'm doing great.
5: <laughs> doing great. I'm sitting in the sun on a
3: on a pier in
5: Florida, looking uh, at looking for man. Managed- wait, wait, wait. 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 Hold on, on. Hold on, yeah. bro. Hold
4: on. Hold on coach, hold we're on, taking a
3: thirty here. Go ahead, it.
4: David. Hold jump on, in. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> let's just stop right here. Hey, Paul. Let's start over. Okay. Let's let's start this <laughs> thing over. Uh, this is the Varsity Blitz uh, Coaches Basketball Show. We're sitting in for Mike McGivern. We're about to talk with state championship coach. Paul Wallersheim from Martin Luther here in (laughs) Greendale. And, uh, Paul, you know it's about 30 degrees outside. I know you're in the house uh, staying nice and warm. Congratulations on your state championship win.
5: Thank, thank you very much. I'll just, uh, I'll just, we'll just move straight ahead. From
3: <laughs> yes, please, we had the warm. I mean, we do have sun at least today. We do have I sun.
5: I'm, I'm, I'm coming back today. I've been down here for a week, so I oh, okay. uh, I'd had to look
3: forward to. All right, but the, so, yeah, the snow pile at the end of the
4: parking lot still isn't making life any easier. <laughs> so, here. so now you're in Florida. Are you? So, you are you fishing right now?
5: No, no, we're just uh, we've got the kids out here, and it's uh, a uh, uh, prime place apparently to look at manatees. I got I got little kids, so they're all excited about. Ah,
4: it. that's Manatee. fantastic. Yeah. Well, 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 let, let, we'll talk basketball, but this we were talking about this before about just enjoying things, you know, and True. taking some time. Uh, you won a state championship. You're spending time with your family. You know, you've been down this road before. This is your is this your fourth state championship?
5: Yep, fourth in WIA, correct.
4: Right, and so, um, you know what? What was this one like for you? I mean, is it was it different than the other ones? Was it more special? Describe your experience in, in winning this one.
5: I mean, it was it was really special. You know, there was a, you know, when uh, leaving Dominican, you know, and and uh, um, c- going to Martin Luther um, it was a program that hadn't enjoyed a lot of success. So, um, to you know, have a group of guys that that Came in at the same time I did all as freshmen and kind of go out that group of seniors to go out as state champions and kind of deliver a a state championship for Martin Luther was was really special. It was it was special for myself. I know for Mike um, working together with with uh, with Mike and and Marcus Hines and and uh, and Tori, our our assistant coaches, um, just really meant a lot. It's 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 not easy you know, as, as anybody who's done it knows, but to, you know, to change, to try to change the culture, um, you know, to a winning culture and, and uh, um, just be around that group of guys who just really didn't have older um, role models to kind of follow for them. They kind of had to learn on their own. And a lot of that for us as veteran coaches was biting our tongue a lot while while they were figuring it out. Um, so it was really special, no doubt about it.
3: We're talking with Paul Wallersheim, the head coach at Martin Luther, who last week won the state championship at the Division three level. Coach, in that game, you jump out to an early lead. Wapon makes a a bit of a of a run there towards the end of the second half. And yet your kids had the ability to hang on, make shots when they needed to make them and that maturity that learning that you were talking about was probably never more evident than what we saw at the end of that game.
5: Yeah, you know, um both Ace and Trey have been big all all, all year at and making shots offensively for us and and in that game early on it was it was Trey that kind of got us out to a little bit of, lead, of a lead and and um and uh Jillian McKiss hit a couple big threes in the first half and then you know, you know, LaPont's too good. You know they, they made a great comeback, tied it a couple different times late, and uh, both times I thought Ace made big shots. And then that that one, I think when it was tied at 48, where he with about a minute or two left in the game, where he got to the basket, and uh, uh, Damask stepped in to try to take the charge, and it, it could have gone either way. I've seen it go go either way, and they called the block, and he he made the bucket. That was, I mean, I thought that was the play of the game right there, and and you know Ace. Uh, Ace Evans hasn't shied away from those moments all year long. And uh, he's really a – he is a big-time shot maker in the clutch for us. He made some big shots when St. Catharines made a, a run at us in the sectional semis um, in the only other you know um, close game we had in the playoffs. He made some big shots um, at the, in that game as well. So, um, yes, having seniors, having kids who have been there before um, – uh, is a big part of winning championships and, and, you know, finishing finishing games off.
4: You know, you talk about building a culture of winning, and, um, you know, we hate to, to start jumping into the uh, 2019-20 season already, but the Journal Sentinel has done that for us. Um yeah. <laughs> You know, what, what do you do now? I mean, you're on vacation, you're enjoying this. Um, how much do you get to enjoy this before you have to start looking ahead? I mean, you, you, you've had, like you said, you graduate these seniors that have been with you from the beginning. Um, do, does Martin Luther now become a place that reloads or do, or do they rebuild? Or, you know, what do you think?
5: Well, I think it's a, there's a little bit of, of, of rebuilding, um, you know, because there's going to be guys who aren't as experienced playing. Our our JV was twenty and two last year. Our our freshmen were, I think they were sixteen and and four or fifteen and five. Both of them finished um, either tie or won the the conference championship. Part of that's due that we don't, because our seniors were so strong, we didn't bring any freshmen or sophomores up to the varsity. Um, But uh, we we do have some talented. Kid, some talented sophomores along with, you know, Joey Imekis and a, a couple other juniors uh, on that team that I, we're certainly going to be competitive. And uh, I've already been texting this week, Joey Imekis asking about next year and what kind of things we're going to do. And we've, I've, I've got some ideas on what we'll do and, you know, we'll get, we'll get started this summer. You know, um, we'll, we'll play a lot of games this summer. We'll play, you know, in a fall league in the fall and, you know, we'll probably get 40 games in before we, uh, before we, you know, get going with practice next November, um, with a group of kids who, who can be competitive.
3: That, that will be the, the, always the tell, the tell telling sign. I think I just made up my own phrase there <laughs> of, of what, of what goes on for next season. Coach, I want to ask you about one player in particular, and that was Traquan Carrington, um, Going into the championship at Madison, when you're playing in the Final Four, he drops what, 41, 41 on, yes, on on the opposing team and sets a new state record at that division. And yet, I said this last week on the air. I think I was more um, I don't taken aback isn't the word I'm looking for, but in the post game interview, not once. Was it anything to do with Traquan Carrington? It had everything to do with the team. And I thought it showed this incredible sense of maturity. It showed this incredible sense of, of team chemistry that you and the rest of your staff had created with that group of young men.
5: Yeah, you know, going into the playoffs, even even a little bit before the playoffs, maybe the, the couple weeks before the playoffs, there was a focus that was as good as any team that I've ever coached. I mean, uh, we'd go into film sessions, and Kwan um, and Ace and Xavier, th- those guys were like shushing other guys to quiet. We want to take, a, we want to make sure that we're seeing this right. You know, we we watched we, you know, three four times a week we'd watch film for, you know, half hour forty five minutes, and those guys were as focused on how to defend certain sets, um, how to get the ball to where we needed to get to get it offensively. Um, it, it, they were as focused as, as any group I've ever coached, maybe maybe more, because the, the level of competition, having to go through, I think, the, the top two teams in Division Three, St. Catharines in the sectional semis and Wapan in the championship game, um, required us to be at our best. And we can honestly say that we were at our best on the stretch, and a lot of that had to do with the maturity of those seniors um, you know, with all the time they put in. Um, in the film room, in practice, and uh, and mentally being prepared for those big situations.
4: Hey, Paul, I, I know as part of your uh, culture, just haven't been around you for so long now. I know that part of what you want is life after Martin Luther for these young men to continue, and uh, and for them to uh, pursue whatever education opportunities they have. Are, are there things on the horizon for these guys that you can can talk about or? Or um, you know, just what's next for these guys now that now that for basketball has ended at Martin Luther?
5: For sure, you know, a, a couple of them have uh, you know all three Xavier, um, Xavier Traquan, um, Ace, and uh, even Sean now is getting some interest. Um, anywhere from from junior colleges to uh, Division three schools, um, there, there's a lot, I, and I, I'm sure my phone at, at, at school. Uh, it was spring break for the whole school this week. It, is loaded. I've been getting emails and text messages from coaches, so we got to sit down with those guys and figure out what situation is best for them. Um, and to you know, whether it's a junior college or whether it's a Division II or Division III, what's what's best for their future academically? Uh, because the the goal here is is you know, you're, you know, graduate from from Martin Luther. Um, get those guys into a, a college situation where there's people that care about them, like the people mm-hmm. at Martin Luther that care about them. And if it's getting getting st- a stop at a junior college first and then to a four year college, we just want to put them in a position to, in four years from now, have a college degree and be ready for the next steps of life. And and I think we're we're they're going in the right direction right now at Martin Luther. And and I couldn't always say that, but I feel really confident. Um, saying that now about about these guys, and um i'm I'm confident that they're going be they're they're going to be successful in college and and be you know great contributors in society down the down the road.
3: We're talking with Paul Wallersheim on the Great Midwest Bank hotline, the head coach at Martin Luther, who last week won the Division three state championship at the high school boys level over in Madison coach. I want to piggyback off of what you just said. When when you're talking with those players about what the next step is, how much of that then goes to some of the relationships that you have with other coaches at the Division three level, the junior college level, or even higher than that?
5: Well, what, what what'll happen is you know we'll we'll kind of lay it out what what schools are interested, and then you know with my relationships, uh, I, I know Coach Cooks knows some, um, you know TJ Otzelberger mm-hmm and eric down at uh, um, uh, south dakota state um I'll, I'll talk to those guys i'll talk to some other college coaches hey tell me what you know about this this program that mm-hmm. program are those guys are, the, are they good guys are they going to take care of um you know ma- make sure that these guys are getting to class and, and mm-hmm. get their grades and are, are on track to graduate um or is it a place that's just kind of a factory that they don't care they're just you know because um, that's not where we want them at. We want them at a place that's going to take care of them as young men. So um, I'll 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 call in all those those past uh, um, relationships to make sure that we get these guys to good you know help get these guys to good spots um, and, and and then moving forward to the next you know to the next place they go to.
4: Okay. Well, hey, look, uh, I can hear somebody in the background. Sounds like your kids are having a good time. We we appreciate you coming on. Congratulations on all that you do um, over at Martin Luther for those kids. I mean, um, I, I having worked with Mike and and known you for a while, uh, you guys go above and beyond to make sure those kids uh, get the best experience that they can.
5: Yeah, I pre- I appreciate it. It's it's like I said. It's it's all it takes a village and and, uh, between our coaching staff and the teachers and the administration at Martin Luther, um, you know, making these guys, you know, helping make these guys good Christian young men is, is, you know, what it's, what it's all about really in the
3: end. All right, coach. Thanks again for joining us. Safe travels on your way back up North here and uh, bring some warm (laughs) weather. Would you? (laughs)
5: will try. I will try. Thanks. Thanks for your time, guys.
3: All right. Thanks. That's head coach Paul Wallersheim from Martin Luther, who last week won the Division Three state championship. We'll keep this motor going here. As coming up next, it'll be Dan wantry the head coach at Brookfield Central, who last week took home the Division One state championship. We'll talk to coach next. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local Pick and Save stores, right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. This <laughs> karaokeing with David Cook—that's what we do, baby. All right, welcome back in. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, sponsored by your local Pick and Save Stores. Don Wachilla sitting in for big-time Mike McGivern, along with Mr. Karaoke himself, author and coach David <laughs> Cooks. We jump right back to the Great Midwest Bank Hotline and bring in the head coach. At Brookfield Central, who last week won the Division I state championship. It's head coach Dan Wandry. Coach, how you doing?
6: Uh, good morning, Don. I'm doing well. How about you?
3: We're doing fantastic. Thanks for taking a few moments here on a Saturday to join us. Um, quite the accomplishment last week as you beat Sun Prairie 69 to 52. And one of the reasons that you end up with the gold ball was some really hot shooting in that championship game. Talk about that game and how things progressed from start to finish for yourself.
6: Uh, yeah, and we uh, we were very fortunate to, to shoot the ball as well as we did. But uh, you know, in preparation for the game and, and knowing a little bit, you know, we had the we had played Sun Prairie in a non-conference game last year. So not that you're super familiar with them, but. You know, it's always tough. You have that one night, that, you know, one day turnaround. But we were able to watch some film and, and, and kind of thought we had some pretty good matchups and figured that they would uh, try to try to play a couple of different defenses against us. Um, you know, our guard play has been outstanding all season. And uh, we felt like, uh, you know, they would maybe try that 1-3-1 one, one against us as they did and um, I think our guys really had uh, prided themselves all season on sharing the ball, making the extra pass, and we kind of had a little mantra all season of believing in yourself and believing in your teammates, and I just think, you know, obviously you still have to make the shots, but um, as I just, as I watched the game in in person, as I watched it and as I uh, recall what was happening, I just felt like, Most of the shots we were getting were, were right what we wanted from the places that we thought we'd get them from that we were prepared for, and like I said, our guys were so unselfish in making the extra pass. You know, I think everybody's a little bit better shooter when you have extra time and extra space, and I think the way our guys played together kind of provided that for us. And then, as you know, once it gets going and and everybody's shooting it pretty well, you know that becomes a Everybody feels a little bit better, and, and I think that's what happened in that game, right? I think probably, uh, I don't know, I think we made six six threes in the first half probably by at least three, maybe four different players, and that's uh, that's a huge advantage. Hey,
4: hey Dan, it's uh, Coach Cooks here, and, and congratulations again on what I think is a, a remarkable accomplishment. I want you to take us through your season, if you could. Um, yeah, you, <laughs> you started off, um, you know, I think I think you were number one in, in our division and and uh, you fell off a little bit. you had some ups and some downs. I mean, you really had some peaks yep. and some valleys um, yep. and you ended up where people thought you would at the beginning yeah. of the year. I mean that to me is amazing if you can talk and you don't have to get into a lot of specifics, but just in general right. about you how you dealt with adversity and conflict and you and how to get guys refocused. Because I thought you had to get unfocused to get refocused, and you did a great job with that. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Well, first of all,
6: thanks, David. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, the the state championship is still something that, you know, just about each day I kind of have to remind myself that it actually happened, and, you know, it's, it's just an amazing feeling. But you're right, you know, I think back to the beginning of the season and actually for our guys, you know, that probably started all the way back in last March, right? We, uh, you know, if I go back to 2017, right, we had a successful season, lost a disappointing game uh, at the state tournament in overtime. You know, we started uh, two sophomores and played quite a few juniors in that group. So, um, going back to the 17-18 season, we were expecting to have another great season. You know, the goals were to get back to Madison. You know, um, West Al Central beat us in the regional final last year. And I think that kind of helped, um, you know, a year in advance to refocus our guys a little bit in terms of, you know, you don't just pick up where you left off the previous year. You know, mm. um, every year you start anew and you have to be ready to go. And, and you know, so that I think that kind of helped us from the beginning of the season. You know, as I look at our our schedule, you know, um, I think it probably um, turned out to be pretty true, you know, the talk about the greater Metro Conference being as strong as it was, right? Um, For most of the season, you know, we started out number one and then had another little stretch, number one in the the coaches poll. And I know for most of the season, Sussex-Hamilton was up there. You know, Brookfield East had a phenomenal season. Marquette was a really good team. and um, You know, we just, it was uh, Germantown, spent some time in the top 10 rankings. So, you know, we knew our conference schedule was going to be tough. We intentionally uh, went out of our way and scheduled an extremely difficult non-conference schedule. You know, we played lacrosse central. We played Martin Luther. We played Rufus King. We went out of the state and played uh, Eastridge up in Minnesota, they just lost in the semifinals of the Minnesota championships yesterday. And so, you know, the just kind of that approach with our players from the, from the first day of we're scheduling this way. We're putting you into these environments because we know where we want to be at the end of the year. And so that was very intentional. Um, you know, and I thought we were handling that, that pretty well, especially through the, the first part of the season, you know, um, played a great game against Martin Luther down at the um, Rick Majerus WBY shootout. Kind of got rolling through uh, January and, and probably one of the one of the turning points in our season. And, you know, and I look at it and I don't know, you know, right now it feels like it was a stroke of genius. You know, um, six weeks ago, I thought, man, why did I – we scheduled – we had three, three games in one week we played – um, Brookfield East on Tuesday, Sussex Hamilton on Thursday, and then hopped in a bus the next day and drove six hours uh, to Minneapolis and played Eastridge. And we we went zero three that week, and um, you know that was tough because we had played a couple of really good games the previous week, and, and then we we went through that stretch, and we just tried to keep reminding the guys that um, we put them in those environments. You know, it was unfortunate, you know, one of our first goals every year. Is to win the Greater Metro Conference Championship, and when we lost those games back to back Mm -hmm. to East and Sussex, you know that kind of kind of took us out of contention. And so at that point, we started. You know, and it's pretty uncomfortable for me. You know, I've been a guy coach for a long time. Talking about the state championship in January, you know, it's not something I was super comfortable with doing. But you know, knowing the players we had, uh, knowing that the opportunity of of still making it to Madison was still there. You know, that was kind of our focus. And then, um, you know, we obviously suffered another huge blow, um, at the end of our regular season, uh, lost a four-year starter, uh, you know, due due to some off the court, uh, issues. And, um, you know, we we had a little bit of time, uh, one, one regular season game left and, and then the playoffs and, um, We just sat with the guys and said, look, you know, we've been through adversity on the court. We've lost teams. We've given up leads. We've come back, all that kind of stuff. Now you're dealing with something that, you know, most high school kids don't have to deal with in terms of watching their friends go through some stuff. So we just kind of refocused and said, look, we still have what's in front of us. The major goal of making it to Madison and and potentially winning a state championship is still there. You know, um we've always kind of prided ourselves as being a really good defensive team.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: and at times this this season, we weren't that good. And in our last regular season game, we just we couldn't stop Germantown, you know, kind of one of those um, perfect storms against you, right? We went on the road, it was Germantown's first game in their new field house. We were without one of our starters. And uh, we lost. They they scored a layup with four seconds to go, you know, to win the game. And, you know, we just got into practice the next day, and and we said, okay, everybody starts 0-0 and at this point. Um, We, You know, on the court, we focused on that defense to say, hey, the only way we can really make ourselves better and into a championship contender is to become better defensively our guys really bought into that and worked hard every day for that. But I think most importantly, just, you know, the off the court of our guys just kind of, you know, we talked about that, you know, the the, one of the phrases that we used a lot in our locker room is believe in yourself and believe in your teammate. And and our guys looked around and they said, you know, we, we're still here. It's our team is together. Uh, We still have that goal of of winning the state championship in, in a couple of weeks. And, uh, Every day, you know, we got better in the gym. Each playoff game, we just played better and better. And I I just think our kids deserve so much credit. You know, they were going through a tough time personally, um, but they were able to put that aside and really focus on, you know, being better teammates, um, just doing everything we could on the court. And obviously, you know, those last two weeks of the sectionals, in the state tournament, you know, our kids were really able to put it together on the court and, um, and play excellent basketball.
4: Well, that's fantastic. I I think you have a great story to tell. I, I, uh, I often tell people that I uh, I'm always winning because I'm always learning. And I think um, what you've done is um, you've taken those losses and you learn from them. And that's why you guys are winning. And your record was whatever it was, but those, you're, you're always winning because you're learning and you, you've, you've taken every situation that you've had with these, this team this year and they've learned from it and you were able to get that, that gold ball. So congratulations to you, your program, your kids. I know you're not looking ahead, so we won't even talk about that right now. Um, but enjoy, enjoy this. You know, having, yeah, been in the, you. having been in the conference and all that kind of stuff, I know how hard it is to get there. Uh, and to get back there, and to get back there, and to win it, uh, is is a great feat. So, congratulations to you, and and thanks for coming on today.
6: Yeah, well, thank you very much. Yeah, and like I said, I just couldn't be more proud of our boys. They just uh, at every turn they did whatever was necessary for us to be successful. And as you said, it's not easy to get there. And once we got there, uh, they just had an incredible resolve of we're going to get the job done.
3: Thanks, Coach. We appreciate your time. Again, congratulations from all of us here. And enjoy it a little bit before you start worrying about next year, okay?
6: <laughs> Thanks, Don. I appreciate your time, too.
3: All right. That's Dan Wandry, the head coach at Brookfield Central, whose team last week won the Division I state championship over in Madison. we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Travis Cisco, who won the Division Four state championship last week with New Glarus. We'll get to coach next. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Sponsored by your local pick-and-save stores right here on 1057-FM, The Fan.
2: Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Now with former Marquette High and Concordia University coaches, Coach David Cooks, here's 1057 FM, the fans, high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern.
3: Welcome back to what we'll call the championship edition of the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, sponsored by your local pick and save stores. Don Wachilla sitting in for big time, Mike McGivern, joined once again by coach and author David Cooks. And we jump right back to the Great Midwest Bank hotline and bring in the head coach of the state championship team of New Glarus, the Division IV state champs. It's head coach Travis Cisco. Coach, how are you today?
0: I'm doing good. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on.
3: Well, we appreciate you taking some time out of your Saturday to join us. Tough game last week. You come out on top 67-62 over Lords Academy. A bit of a back-up a back and forth affair uh, a great game to watch as a fan what was it like coaching with not only being amidst of a great game but having the whole pressure of a state championship piled on top
0: <laughs> yeah it was, a little, it was a little stressful not gonna lie but uh um what a great atmosphere to be in there at the call center and um great competitors and in, in oshkosh sports and everything they brought to the table but uh yeah it was uh it was an exciting game back and forth um and we, uh, you know, we've had several of those games this year, and I think uh, with our non-conference schedule, that was kind of the plan to, to play some good competition. And and I felt like our kids were prepared to be in a game like that.
4: Hey, Travis, Coach Cooks here. Um, and congratulations to you. When did you, you When did you first think that you had a chance to get this done?
0: Um, you know, we had a pretty good team last year. Uh, went undefeated during the regular season, and and uh we got to the uh got beaten sectionals by Partyville who ended up making making it to State. And uh um you know, we, we brought back four starters from that team. So I, I, I knew we had a pretty good chance at, at making a run. Um, you know, there was a lot of expectations and 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 we believed that we were capable of doing that. But uh yeah, I, I think the, you know, the boys certainly believed, you know, going into the summer that this is uh kind of their shot, the senior group to to make a run. And um, I think I think from day one they kinda kinda believed and bought in that that they were good enough to to get there if they put the work in.
3: We're talking with Travis Cisco, the head coach at New Glarus High School, the division four state champions, uh, playing last week. Coach, you are one of a few here as we've been talking throughout the day and have referenced your non conference schedule. And I think there's two philosophies. Going into a season, you have some coaches who will, um, I hate to use the word cupcake, but it's the only word coming Mm -hmm. to -hmm. to the forefront right now, but playing teams that they know they might have the upper hand on in order to just kind of finalize and fine-tune some things that they've been doing in practice. And then there's this other philosophy where we just throw ourselves out to some of the best competition that is out there to challenge ourselves and see where we're at. And it sounds to me as if you take the latter approach in trying to find challenging non-conference opponents. Where did that philosophy stem from as you became head coach there at New Glares? Um, well, I mean,
0: you know, it probably varies from year to year, you know, I mean, depending on what your personnel is like. But uh, we knew we had some some pretty talented classes coming up for this this uh, these past few seasons. And, and you know, how do you get ready for the tournament? I don't you know you get to the tournament, you play a good competition there's no tomorrow you know if you get beat but uh you know non-conference if you lose a game or you stumble along the way there's always tomorrow you can find out you know hey what did they expose what were our weaknesses how do we fix it um we lost two games during the season this year to a really good Darlington team and a really good Mineral Point team and I you know we got better after those because you know we saw some things that we needed to work on and improve and um you know if if we win those two games i don't know if we make the run at the end of the season like we did i think uh you know those are pretty helpful for us in the long run so um
4: have you have you taken some time to think about what has been accomplished i mean have you have you enjoyed this have you what what are you doing
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh <laughs> you know it's it's all sinking in you know uh, still walking on air a little bit here but uh you know i was back at school on monday teaching and um, it's, uh, it, it's fun. You know, I'm actually back in my hometown this weekend. We had a family birthday party last night. We got a family wedding tonight, so it'll be good to see a lot of friends and family this weekend. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're enjoying it. Uh, um, uh, you know, I saw some of the boys this week and of course they're, they're still grinning from year to year too. It's, uh, it's been a fun week to be around the Glarus. I know. What.
4: Yeah. That was my next question. For, what does this mean for the community at large? I mean, First this is the first state championship right for New Glaris? and yeah uh, I I remember I'm a little probably a little older than you one of my best friends in college was from New Glaris, and so I actually know where you are um and and, and, and love the city you know what yeah. what does this mean for your for New Glaris?
0: it uh I tell you what the community in Glarus has been just amazing through this whole run and and they've they've been supportive of our program and our schools um ever since I've been here this is my uh, 17th year here I think but uh, um, it's uh, it's just a great community they're they're really supportive of the kids but this last week has been been pretty special um, they uh, you know and the, and the thing that was unique about our team you know all these kids came up through grade school together um, we had several dad I had two dads on staff um, of players but uh, Rudy Fellers, an assistant of mine Gary Bueller they both grew up in New Glarus Played for Coach Rote, who was a longtime coach and had a lot of success over the years. Um, the Martinson boys, uh, Nathan Strife, um, Darius Shutt, uh, Jaden Cracklow, all their dads came through Neglaris and played here. We had a lot of moms, you know, on the team who uh, grew up in New Glarus. so it really was a family affair. You know, a lot of, a lot of pride, small town pride, um, really coming forth these last few weeks here.
3: We're talking with Travis Cisco, the head coach at New Glarus High School. Coach, got time for one more question here before we take a break, and I think I want to parlay a little bit off of what you were just speaking of, and that is how is the youth programs that you're growing there in New Glarus paying benefit for you once those those young men get to the high school? How long did it really take to get all of those things in sync to start seeing the benefits at the high school level?
0: Yeah. You know, it's been a process, you know, we've done different things over the years to, to continually try and improve. Um, you know, we've got a youth board, you know, there's uh, I think eight or nine of us that sit on it that kind of are the decision making group and, and uh, you know, um, come up with things that we think are going to benefit our kids. Um, Cause that, that's really what it's about is, you know, what's best for the kids. And um, you know, our, I, my son's in fourth grade, so I coached his fourth grade team this winter, too, along with some other dads. We all um, took that on, and we've got our third and fourth graders start running the dribble drive, you know, which is our offense. And, uh, you know, we put our system in place, and they, they run it all the way through. So when we do get them in high school, they they know our terminology. They know um, how we play defense. They understand our offense, which has been a huge benefit for us.
4: Don't, I? I hope you didn't give away your secret there. <laughs> I
0: don't think there's any secret sauce here, man. I've, uh, I tell you what, I I uh, I'm I'm pretty good at stealing good ideas from a lot of good coaches. I know uh, I, I I talk to different people all the time what they're doing. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't think I'm reinventing the wheel here. But
4: uh, yeah, we are, we yeah. all are great uh, great at um, borrowing from uh, from each other. We just we <laughs>
3: just leave it at that, <laughs> <laughs> Coach. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Congratulations on the championship. And 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 enjoy the wedding festivities tonight. Go ahead, go go ahead and enjoy yourself before you got to get back to work on Monday.
0: All right, sounds good. You guys have a great weekend.
3: All right, you as well. That's Travis Cisco, the head coach at New Glarus High School, winners of the Division Four state championship. We got to take a break when we come back. We'll jump right back to the Great Midwest Bank Hotline and bring in Nick Verhagen the Sheboygan Lutheran head coach whose team won the Division Five crown last week in Madison, and we'll get to it next. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Once again, welcome in. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores right here on 105.7 FM. The Fan, Don Wachill is sitting in for big time. Mike McGivern this morning joined by author and coach David Cooks. Then we jump right back to the Great Midwest Bank Hotline and bring in the head coach of the Division 5 State Championship Club at Sheboygan Lutheran High School, Nick Verhagen. Coach, how are you?
1: Hey, fellas, fantastic. That sounds really good. I like that introduction. Thank You're you. welcome. Good night, everybody. I'm out of here on that
3: one. Coach, you have... No had, further questions. Yeah, had, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. We're good. Night. Yes, awesome. let's call it a night. Mike dropping and we're out of here. Uh, <laughs> Coach, you had one of those seasons where you came in uh, the preseason number one. You have all of those lofty expectations and you were able to still maintain focus and success and achieve what ended up being a state championship. I'm sure those are a set of hurdles that are a little bit different, yet it's still a set of hurdles to overcome.
1: Yeah, no doubt. We Every every team we played from the summer to the preseason to the conference to the postseason, um, every team we played, including our non-conference, gave us everything they possibly had. You know, they had very little to lose when they played against us because the expectation for us was so high. Um, and for my group, uh, beginning in the summer and going into the season, the expectations for themselves was really high. I, I, I say that, um, you know, it sounds somewhat cliche, but, you know, we expected to, to win the regional. We expected in some way to win um, the sectional, get back to state. Our goals were always to win the whole thing. Um, and I have a, a group of very hardworking, humble, composed young men that are extremely driven. So, they never took a game for granted. They never took um, a, a lesson for granted. We switched things up, uh, threw new things at them. Uh, they adapted really, really well. And uh, I think that uh, helped them persevere through a couple a couple bumps in the road uh, with some conference games that we had lost. And uh, the message to them in those moments was you know, we want to make the this moment the most crucial moment of our season. You know, we lost at Usburg um, after, you know, we were 16, 17, 18, or something like that. And we lost in the conference tournament to Howard's girls. Um, some of those, some of those failures helped lead us to, um, uh, being successful when it really, really, truly mattered most. When we got to that second season in the postseason. So, um, yeah, the, the beginning of the season, um, you know people that, that ranked us number one um had seen us play over the summer in some really tough against really some some really tough competition and um you know, i'm glad that i'm I'm happy to say that we we uh exceeded all those goals and, and expectations as well hey
4: coach uh coach Cooks here, I would like to think that you had a speaker during your winterim that probably motivated your team, but we won't we won't talk about that right <laughs> yeah, now
1: uh, i was you know what i was i was uh out of town. I had Mr. Juris and a couple of the people had said you got to hear him, you got to, you got to be there. And I said I can't. I, I'm on the road, but I watched you do the speak. just uh, the, the the speaker that day, and you did a phenomenal job. So oh. it was, uh, it, it helped us absolutely. These guys were, were extra driven listening to you <laughs> talk. You
3: did a great job.
4: Well, yeah. So anyway, uh,
3: <laughs>
4: who's doing the interview in here? Uh, <laughs> I forgot. What, hey, yeah, I want to talk to you a little bit about. Um, it's a little different um, for you in terms of not having a feeder program necessarily, and those types of things that other programs um, can benefit from and can, can build over time to have success. You know, how do you, how do you get your guys um, to, to become one unit and get the chemistry that you need when you don't necessarily have uh, a pipeline from third grade all the way through to make your program successful?
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I, uh, we we do, in fact, have one, and and we have uh, our junior career program is one of the many reasons why we have so much success. We've, we, we do have a strong, it's stronger than it's ever been before. We've got a couple alumni and people that are dedicated to Schwganton High School, uh, and the young men that are part of that program, that basketball program part of that school, um, that teach, all the things that I teach at the high school level and I, my assistant coaches teach. So we have some really strong roots, really, really strong roots, and it's only getting stronger. It's really amazing. Yeah. So our junior varsity program is extremely strong. And um, what benefited from that is, you know, speaking from my perspective with the junior varsity program, uh, while I was coaching um, varsity basketball at High School, I was also coaching Casey, who was a freshman on the state championship team, and Robbie Michael, who came in and hit some really big shots mm-hmm. in that championship game, and a number of other freshmen for, you know, four or five years in the junior senior program. So they were all very familiar with the philosophy, you know, what kind of things we do offensively, defensively, um, y'all all drills, um, you know, just different things that we do uh, because we've been doing them for four or five years, and that is, as you know, uh, you know that is that makes things so much easier on the coaching staff. Um, you know, we don't have to have to spend a lot of time running through specific things about, you know, force and baseline on shell drill and, you know, how we'd like to close out and, um, you know, just, just explaining basic shooting and ball handling drills. So um, it was a huge asset to our group, and it's going to continue to make us stronger. We've got a really strong eighth grade group coming in. We've got a really strong seventh, group, seventh grade group. And not to mention our JV team and our freshman team had a combined four losses, I think, this last year. So, um, you know, the – uh, the roots are strong, so it's it's exciting to see what's upcoming for our group as well. Not to mention, you know, Casey was a freshman starting on our, on our wow. group and averaged almost a double-double and we had a couple of really key moments from some of our younger uh, underclassmen through it as the second season went and, and on the big stage at the Kohl Center.
3: We're talking with Nick Verhagen, the head coach at Shboygan Lutheran, uh, winning the Division 5 state championship last week. Coach, I, I want to piggyback a little bit with the idea of having the freshman in control of the game, but not only that, the fact that you extended that lead. There was a point where the game got a little bit close, but then you resumed control and kind of extended the lead there, and that can be a whole different set of of a, of a hurdle to jump, so to speak, when you've got a lead and trying to keep those young men focused and not start to think about the clock winding down and what a state championship will be like because that can happen for anybody, whether we're talking high school, college, or even the pros, is that you jump out to a big lead and trying to maintain focus to get you through the full forty minutes.
1: Oh, no doubt. We were up nine nothing to start the game and they called a timeout and um, you know, we were everybody was really excited and, and I think we just you know, I just, just could see the vision they had. They were just so focused. Um, but I think it's, uh, you know, I, I play, regularly play. Um, I start a freshman, a sophomore, a junior. And then off the bench, I, you know, have another freshman coming in. And you saw that in the in the state championship game. And, um, you know, Casey's a freshman that, that has the ball in his hands a lot. And we had a big lead. We, you know, were up by uh, 14 or so at half. And then they came made a really nice run on us. We, we watched a, a lot of film after we beat McDonald. A strong McDonald Central team, we watched a lot of film. So we knew if we got a lead, the coaching staff was prepared. They're going to throw either a 1-2-2 press or a 2-2-1 press at us. Um, and, and we've we've had these guys ready to go. But for um, to your point, uh, putting the ball in the freshman's hands in those situations on that stage is a, a risky deal. But um, you has been in that situation so many times through the season, uh, through the summer, through the AU uh, time, um, we were able to extend our lead because we were able to Beat them at where they were vulnerable, which was deep. We were able to get the ball in case of an attack and get that ball up the floor. And J.O. got a couple dunks off it. Kareem Grabowski got a couple layups off it, uh, and we were able to get a couple um, fouls on the run where we were just at the free throw line and and knock some free throws down to to seal the win. So um, yeah, there was a uh, some some big moments by some younger underclassmen that uh, that helped secure that W for us.
4: Hey coach, um, you can take a breath because you uh, did a lot of talking there. <laughs> um, so I just want to know: <laughs> Have you, um, do you, you, have you enjoyed this thing, man? Or it sounds like you may already be right back at the, and and tell you how much I know. You got a solid uh, feeder program, uh, and you're right, you're right back at it again, or have you taken some time to just let this thing sink in? Because I know that you know you guys won a championship back. I think with Decker was the last one I believe before this one, and um, yeah, more in twelve, yeah, yeah, in twelve, right, and um. You know this doesn't happen a lot I mean have you has it sunk in that you know you're a state championship coach and?
1: yeah, not really to that level i um <laughs> I had to bring the gold ball back to school early early this last week, and I really didn't want to bring her back I wanted <laughs> to keep her at home um but I understand I had to share the ball with everybody else and um so i'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to um. You know, to stay as composed as, as I teach my players to to be and to maintain proper perspective and um, you know to look forward. So it's really I'm really trying and I, we teach the word balance a lot, trying to find a balance of you know how much we're we're putting into the gym and how much we're putting into the other aspects of our life. So um, I'm trying to be a really good dad. I've been able to you know be back at home and spend some time with my kids and my wife because I'm not you know not having to be at practice as often as possible, but as far as getting ourselves prepared, we already had a meeting, um, with our, with our coaches and, uh, we meet as a team and uh, they're on spring break now. So we'll meet about two weeks, mid April, to talk about what our summer program is going to look like and what the off-season program looks like and, um, being respectful to, you know, the, the baseball and, and the track, all those seasons and all the other things that kids have going on. So need to have some separation for a little bit and, um, hear some other coaches talk, but, um, you know, these guys are driven, and um, the expectations aren't going to change. We've got some really strong players in and in a really strong program. So um, I'm guessing, you know, the expectations are going to be pretty high for us again next year with uh, the talent that we have and how successful we were last year and the people that we have coming back. So um, we're going to get right back after it. We've got a couple of couple really, really talented players that are um, getting into the mix of their AAU programs, and uh, so they're going to spend a lot of time there. But then in June, it's it's high school basketball time, so uh, we'll we'll be doing a lot of, of high-level uh, local summer leagues and summer tournaments and those kind of things to get us ready for, for uh, November.
3: Coach, appreciate your time this morning. Once again, congratulations on the state championship. Enjoy it before you jump back into <laughs> all of that, would you please? And uh, <laughs> hopefully so we'll much. have the Thank opportunity you. to talk again sometime soon. Very good. Thank you all. All, all right. right. That's Nick Verhagen, the head coach at Sheboygan Lutheran, joining us on the great Midwest Bank hotline. Time for us to take another break. On the other side of the break, we're going to backtrack and hopefully this time talk with the head coach at Nicolay Alan Henson, and we'll get to it all next. you got the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan.
2: I tell you, folks,
3: back in. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz high school basketball coaches show presented by your local pick and save stores and Mr. Orlowski finally got his hands on, uh, on the, the musical music. generator there what? and that's what you get when you come out of commercial when the pipe bomb is, is playing producer today. Let's jump right to the great Midwest Bank hotline please now to be joined by the head coach at Nicolay, winners of the division two state championship. It's head coach Alan Hanson. Alan, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good how you guys doing today? we're doing fantastic thank you so much for taking a few minutes here on your Saturday to join us and coach you kind of were a marked team from the beginning of the season to the end being ranked number one and that has we were talking with Sheboygan Lutheran just a few minutes ago it hosts a whole different set of problems how did you maneuver those landmines going throughout the season?
7: Um, well, I guess for us, we just kind of wanted to um, come together as a team. Um, this is our first season together, um, so we just wanted to take it day by day um, and just try to get better every day, try to learn one another every day and just try to come close, um, become closer as a family day in and day out and not necessarily worry about everyone else's expectations. We just wanted to get better every day at something, and we understood we would – we get everything's team's uh, best shot coming out, so we we put our focus on ourselves versus what everyone else, um, the expectations everyone else has for us.
4: Um, Al, Al, are you uh, in your car? Yes, I am. Okay, because it sounds like your window might be down, and we and so we're having a little trouble hearing you. Um, oh, one second. Okay, well that's fantastic. This is one Nothing like live radio. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. So so a um, and you already touched on it. You know, there, there's a couple of things that uh, people don't quite understand. And, you know, how do you answer your critic who says, well, anybody can win with the talent that he has? And I don't agree with that uh, statement. But there are people on the outside who just think because you've got players that you automatically should go ahead and win a state championship.
7: Oh, obviously, you know how difficult that is, Coach. You know, just putting a bunch of talent together and thinking, you know, everyone's going to just come out and win every game. Um, it's just a lot to manage, you know.
4: Oh, did we lose him? you
7: them? got to manage different personalities, um, egos, and, you know, personal expectations. And I have a special like we had this year.
3: I think we lost Coach. Uh, we'll uh... – We'll try and get Coach uh, Hanson back on the phone here momentarily, as Jeff will will effort that for us. But I thought you brought up a good point there, David, and the fact that you know just because you put very talented athletes on the floor doesn't necessarily mean they're going to gel in such a way that you can afford yourself an opportunity to get to a state championship. Mm-hmm the things are much more complicated than that. I believe we got coach back on the line coach. We lost you there for a moment. Go ahead and continue where you left off. If you can remember where that was.
7: Well, for us, you know, obviously everyone sees the talent that we have, but I think the biggest thing that we had this year is for us to come together, um, to have a bunch of selfless young men come together and have one common goal to be able to win a state championship. And, Generally, be excited about each other's success, and was um, the biggest biggest part for our success as far as being able to come together and just be able to play basketball and have fun.
4: So, so now you know now now that the gold ball has been won, and uh, I'm sure that um, the expectation internally is probably the same to try to to make that happen again next year. You know, what What do you do now um, in terms of your summer uh, with your guys and, and their improvement? You know, what? what's next? I mean, we've talked to the other four state championship coaches today, and it doesn't sound like you guys get a lot of time off.
7: No, not for us. The good thing for us is most of our guys do play AAU basketball, so they are year-round basketball players, which I think is important and um, makes our job easier as coaches. Um, knowing that these guys are, are doing something with their craft to try to get better day in and day out. Um, but I also want these guys to enjoy this moment. Um, this is the first state championship in the school history. And, it, you know, these guys should be really proud of the accomplishment that they've made and how proud they've made the community and the families and themselves. But like you said earlier, we, we've had the target on our back from the start of last season. And, and these those guys really took that personal and, I think, Like I told them before, the toughest part about winning a championship is coming back the next year. They'll be ready. They'll step up to the challenge, and they're looking forward to it as well.
4: Hey, what, what would you uh, categorize as your greatest challenge this season, um, coach, coaching uh, at Nicolet?
7: Our greatest challenge this season is probably just trying to keep the guys focused on the task at hand, um, taking it one game at a time, and not necessarily – buying into um, everyone else's expectations and then jumping from November to March. I think those guys did a really good job of staying, staying in the moment and enjoying the moment and winning every day. Um, you know, that's difficult when you're dealing with a talented group of young men and, and also uh, having them looking forward to, you know, just trying to win a championship. It's just kind of enjoying the process and, 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 going along for the ride and not expecting the outcome to be there right away.
4: Can, can you talk a little bit about the role that your staff played in this? And, and, uh, cause I, I, know you rely on them a lot and, um, you know, how, how, how are they, uh, there for you and for your team?
7: I mean, for my staff, they, they don't get enough credit for, you know, the success that we've had this year. Um, coach Khalifa, I he's, uh, he's my best friend, um, we talk together every day. You know, I'm his son's godfather. and we're, we're close just like family. And Coach Teske, um, I played for him in high school. He was an mm-hmm. assistant coach for me. So um, he plays a huge role in, in kind of being a veteran guy and keeping us focus on the task at hand. Then you got our coach, uh, JV coach, Coach uh, Smith, who's in the building for us. I mean, he does a fabulous job of making sure everything runs smoothly and doing everything, you know, That has to be done throughout the course of the day that's not practiced and making sure that we're on top of, you know, academics and things like that. And our our freshman coach, Coach Miller, he does a great job with just developing our underclassmen, our freshmen, and making sure everyone's locked in and focused on the task at hand as well. So, obviously, you know coaches. It's not just the head coach who who plays a role, but everyone plays a part. um, and, and And we're close as a family. And I think that's what really makes us a special
4: group. Hey, th- one more question for me, and I know Don's probably got a question for you. Um, hypothetically, and, and it didn't happen, um, but would with this with this season have not been a success had you not won the state championship?
7: Um, I think for me, um, coming in to, to start the year, um, I'm a competitor even prior mm-hmm. to you know this year. Um, I expect to win a, a, a state championship or I expect to win every game that we play. Um, and it coming as close as we did last year to, to making it the state. Um, I would have been disappointed in myself. And, um, you know, that's just how I am. as a person as a competitor. I expect to, you know, win every day. And so I guess from a, from a, from a point, you kind of can look at it as being a disappointment, but also this is our first year for these guys to be together and, you know, it was a big-time learning curve for a few guys. So, I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily been totally out, but at the same time, I do expect to win the state championship.
3: Coach, one final question before we let you go, and you can enjoy the rest of your weekend. With with the players that you have and the fact that, as we've spoken on this show and on my show tomorrow, with the level of talent that we have in the state, I'm sure a number of offers have been rolling in as far as your players go. And I was wondering how you juggled that as well, besides everything else that takes place in just the normal coaching experience that goes throughout the season.
7: Coach, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't hear your question.
3: What, I, What I was asking, this is Don, and the fact that you've got some very talented players on your team and the fact that you're going to have a number of guys from that team that are going to be receiving offers from various colleges – what was that like to juggle in addition to all of the other facets that you have to do with regards to your position?
7: Um, and Honestly, it wasn't that difficult at all. I mean, these kids, they come from great families. Their upbringing is great. These kids are focused. They're, they're team first guys. I mean, not one of the kids who, who are getting notoriety and offers. It was never about them. And they understood that in order for us to win a state championship, we had to we had to come together as a unit, and that never really was an issue for us. Um, just, and that's just a testament to the great parenting and upbringing that these kids come from.
3: Yeah, uh, I couldn't. Right. You couldn't have said it any better, right. Coach. We got to take a break. Congratulations on the state championship. Best wishes for you on this off season. Hope you have some time to enjoy it, and look forward to talking to you down the line. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. we will right, we'll see you. That's head coach Alan Hansen, the head coach at Nicolet, winners of the Division II State Championship last week in Madison. We'll take one final break. When we come back, David Cooks and myself will put a nice bow on this thing and wrap it up before the man runs out of here to get donuts. And we'll do it all next. It is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, sponsored by your local pick-and-save stores right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Yeah. I hear them
7: from the Wait, oh look. I think they hate People tell me take my time, right? Nah, they of waiting. They say, crazy, so you so, man.
3: Welcome in. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores. Don Wachill filling in for big time Mike McGivern alongside author and coach David Cooks. David, tell them about the book, and where people can go ahead and order that thing.
4: Absolutely. The book is called Getting Undressed, From Paralysis to Purpose, and you can order that on my website, davidcooksspeaks.com, or it's also available on Amazon. And you know what? If you're at Mayfair Mall, they also carry it in the sports department at Barnes & Noble.
3: How about that? There you go. It was
4: right next to Kobe Bryant's and uh, some John Wooden thing. (laughs) You know, I was look like, at, really?
3: John, John Wooden. John Wooden Just thing. I'm like, Seriously? Dust it off, slide it over, and, yeah. and put the book where yeah. it needs to be.
4: So, yeah, so that's where they can get it. Those awesome. uh, Those spots always so doing well and appreciate the support. And um, I think it's a great book that's uh,
3: impacting lives in a positive way. No, I couldn't agree with you more. David, one of the things that we heard today quite frequently from every single coach that joined was the fact that they were proud to have some kids that came from some really good families. And not only are they coming from really good families, but you could hear the coaches' um, glee a bit because of the fact that those families then supported the coach. And I think that interaction, the the two-way arrow, so to speak, that needs to exist between home and school is even more prevalent when we're talking about athletics. And I think all of these coaches in one fashion or another spoke to how important it was to have families that not only were raising quality young men since we were talking on the boys' side today, but also the fact that they truly then entrusted their children with these coaches and then what they're able to do.
4: Well, and let me take it one step further. You know, we had state championship-level coaches on today that were winning. But that support needs to take place whether you're winning or you're not winning. There you go. And that becomes essential because it changes – the experience that the young men are having. And so I think it's important that parents understand that, uh, coaches understand that, players understand that, that that type of support should be not based on your record but based on trying to have a great experience within what you're doing.
3: And I think that is the key word there is experience because you are going to have situations where the talent level of whatever class is rolling through might not be to what it is at other schools or even what the history was within your own school. It, it, it's just the way it is. The biggest thing to have is to make sure that these young men and young women go through high school and have the best experience possible because, let's face it, for the vast majority of high school athletes, high school will be the very top level that they play. It's going to be their major league of soccer baseball football whatever the case may be this is where they're going to top out at and so to have that experience to learn some life lessons to get the opportunity to play a sport that they love and to be a part of a team that offers something on a positive note that sometimes is just as important as these coaches and and much credit to them as coming in with the gold ball and a state championship
4: absolutely look the relationships that these young people can build, um, they will remember them for the rest of their lives.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, they may not remember specifics about games, although I think they do. Um, it's the relationships and it's those it's those positive things that, that you can have even in the midst of adversity and difficulty and, and losses. Remember, we talked about you're always winning as long as you're learning. And in those losses, if you can turn some of those situations that aren't so great into learning opportunities, you now have created a winning culture. And I think that that's what we are striving for in high school athletics and in, in athletics in general.
3: And you want to make sure that the kid is the one who's benefiting from it. Right. And I think sometimes as adults we tend to, to step over the line and get in the way because we have the child's best interests at heart but yet there are going to be ups and downs that they have to experience. And sometimes you've got to learn to fight your way through a situation where you're not necessarily winning because those life lessons are just as important as anything that a, a winning team can put forth, not, not to diminish winning Absolutely. whatsoever. Look, I like winning everything. I'm a, I, I like winning in chess.
4: I like winning in checkers. I like winning in fishing. So I'm not the one. You know music what I'm in the
3: background, says it's time for you to go get some donuts Why and you for keep the rest of telling people us, my business, man. Because you, get, you started the <laughs> show talking about donuts, for goodness' well, sake. But thanks for the water that's spelled with O oh. X
4: I G E N. Turn he, his mic know, off. What'd how many just- calories are in this water? Zero?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let's thank some people before we get out of here. Our thanks to the head coach at Nicolay, Alan Hansen, at Martin Luther, Paul Wallersheim, at Brookfield Central, Dan Wandry, at New Glarus, Travis Cisco; and at Sheboygan Lutheran, Nick Verhagen, all championship coaches joining us here on the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. David, it's been fun. Mr. McGivern will be back here next week. Unless you put the hockey stick in the door, we keep them out, and maybe you and I will be right back at it once again.
4: Well, hey, it's good to be here. We'd like to thank our local pick-and-save stores for sponsoring this show. You betcha.
3: Pipe Bomb, thank you as well. I'm Don Wachulis. We're out of here. Take care, everybody. Listen to every MLB game live.
2: the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is God. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League only.